Production. Five, five, twenty-three. That's right, May fifth. It is. It's a Friday, folks. And it's ten after nine o'clock. The party line now. I'm Dave Palmer. Don Holbert's here too. And we got a free for all today. Forty-two degrees outside our studios here on Columbus Road. They say it'll top out at 72 and sunny. How about that? And tomorrow, 79. Now, for Sunday, they're saying the high will be 75, but there's a mention of rain. So we'll see how it goes. All right. Good morning, folks. Welcome. Wrapping up the week here. First week of May. All right. Let's see here. Um, Worried about some upcoming shows. Uh, next uh, Monday and Friday, we'll have a free-for-all. But on Tuesday, the Career Center up in Nelsonville, that's going to be our guest or our, our topic. Amy Dorfler um, is going to be joining us to talk about it. On Wednesday, Kim Spencer from Veterans Affairs. And then on Thursday, we'll be talking with the, um, the, the, the head of the Athens County Extension Office down there near the fairgrounds, right? So, Agricultural Extension Office. And, um, you know, they do a lot of good things. And I just happened to yesterday go by there to, um, to take a sample of a place in my yard where it's not growing ga- uh, grass. And uh, they'll analyze the soil and tell me what to do to make it lush again, right? But I've got uh, one area under a tree. Good morning, Don. Good morning. I've got one area under a tree that um, I've just had trouble with for a couple of years now. So I'm working on it. (laughs) All right. Well, anyway, today a free-for-all. It's May 5th once again. Not once again, but I, uh, the second or third time I've said it this morning on the show. All right, let's uh, do some historical events, you know, things that occurred on this date of May 5th. But in a different year, right? For example, the first one is the year 1260. Kublai Khan, grandson of Genghis Khan, uh, becomes the ruler of the Mongol Empire. Let's see, uh, on this date in 1893, just jumping ahead 600 years, the Panic of 1893 causes a large crash on the New York Stock Exchange. On this date, uh, back in 1941, Ethiopian Emperor Haile Selassie returns to Addis Ababa, On this date in 1955, West Germany is granted full sovereignty by its three occupying powers. Ten years later, on this date, 1965, 
the first large-scale U.S. Army ground units arrive in South Vietnam. In 1980, on this date, the siege at the Iranian embassy in London ends as the SAS and police storm the building. 1981, a year later, after 66 days on a hunger strike, 26-year-old provincial IRA member and British MP Bobby Sands dies in the Mays prison. Um, they go on to say that nine more hunger strikers die in the next three months. I don't really remember that story. All right, famous birthdays. Karl Marx, he was born on this date in 1818. He died in 1883. Karl Marx, and that's M-A-R-X. He was a German philosopher, economist, historian, sociologist, political theorist, journalist, critic of political economy, and socialist Wait revolutionary. Minute. Wait a minute. That's a long list. I know. He was all those things? <laughs> exactly. Do it one more time. <laughs> German philosopher, okay. economist, huh. historian, sociologist, political theorist, journalist, critic of political economy, and a socialist revolutionary. Holy cow. And his best known titles are the 1848 pamphlet, The Communist Manifesto, and the four-volume Das Kapital. That was published from 1867 to 1883. I don't think there's anything I can add to that. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, let's see, other famous birthdays. Um, now this picture is familiar to me. Is it Michael Palin or Palin or what? Do you know? I would say Palin. Okay. He is celebrating his 80th birthday, and based upon how familiar his picture looks, is he an actor or what? Yes, he is an English actor, comedian, writer, and television presenter, and he was a member of the Monty Python comedy group. Ah, uh, okay. Um, so he's celebrating his 80th birthday today. Uh, let's see, the next one is Leopold II, born on this date in 1747. He didn't live a whole long time. He, uh, he, his death occurred in 1792, so um, not even 50 years, really. Um, what's, what's Leopold II? He was the Holy Roman Emperor, King of Hungary, in Bohemia and the Archduke of Austria from 1790 to 1792 and the Grand Duke of Tuscany from 1765 to 1790. All right, the next one, uh, Tammy Wynette, and um, she was born on this date in 1942. She died in 1998. She didn't live uh, a full life, as I would put it, either. Okay, so um, um, even her picture I don't particularly recognize, but um, even though it was during my time. Um, Tammy Wynette. 
She was an American country music artist as well as an actress and author. She is considered among the genre's most influential and successful artists, and her most famous song is Stand By Your Man. Oh, I do know that one. Uh, Two famous deaths to share with you folks. Um, Let's see here. Can I say this right? Carlos Saavedra Lamas. Um... Born in 1878, but died on this date in 1959. Um, Mr. Lamas. He was an Argentine academic and politician, and in 1936, the first Latin American Nobel Peace Prize recipient. And one other to mention, and that's Napoleon Bonaparte. Um, Is it Bonaparte or Bonaparte? I I've, think it's Don Bonaparte. I say I've always heard Bonaparte. Yeah. Bonaparte. Mm. Born in 1769, but died on this date in 1821. Napoleon. Uh, he was a Corsican-born French military commander and political leader who rose to prominence during the French Revolution and led successful campaigns during the Revolutionary War. Um, do, do you remember the name at all from history? Uh, Nellie Bly? Nope. Okay. Well, Nellie, um, in fact, didn't they make a movie, something about this, Around the World in 80 Days? Anyway, um, back in those days, you know, it was said only a man could do what she wants to do. Um and they they said that about her plan to go around the world in less than 80 days. And um, um, so much um, was made about it that she decided she was going to do it, and she did. Nellie Bly. Um, Actually, it says that she was inspired to go around the world, uh, by uh, inspired by the book "Around the World in Eighty Days." Oh, okay. Well, <coughs> she did it, even though a lot of people said she would not be able to. Um, folks, um, you've probably, <coughs> if you're connected to um, uh, receiving texts and things about our area. Um, there's been a lot of um, talk about um, not having fires in your yard, like campfires and things like that. Um, so, uh, you know, please, um, we have a story about this. The U.S. Department of Agriculture Forest Service, um, National Association of State Foresters, and the Ag Council remind Americans during key wildfire season of vital safety tips in a new uh, bunch of Smoky Bear PSH, which we're going to add to our uh, airwaves. Um, you know, I think it was in 1944 that Smoky Bear was uh, first presented as a a cartoon character or something like that. And uh, 
remember that signature phrase, only you can prevent forest wildfires. Wildfires. There, I got it out. And um, all of that uh, was meant to protect America's forests and wildlands, wildlands from unwanted human-caused wildfires. Um, statistically, today, nearly 9 out of 10 wildfires nationwide are caused by people. And for some time, I've received texts almost on a daily basis uh, for a period back a week or two ago uh, reminding us that wildfires were not permitted. I'm sorry, not wildfires, but fires, because they were concerned that a spark or something could uh, cause a wildfire. Um, so here's this statistic. I, I'll repeat it. Today, nearly 9 out of 10 wildfires nationwide are caused by people. And while people know that they have an impact on wildfire, they don't always know how to prevent it. So I guess this new public service campaign that we're running, or will be very shortly, uh, features Smokey Bear giving tips on facts on how to avoid sparking a wildfire while working in the yard or recreating outdoors and how to correctly put out a campfire. So I just I came across that this morning, and I thought that was um, a good thing to do. Oh, here, I just found something else that I should share on this same topic. Uh, I guess these PSAs speak about knowing where to park your vehicle to lessen the risk of starting a wildfire and other vehicle-related wildfire prevention tips. That's one thing. Um, it also encourages to check for local camping and fire restrictions. Now, three more items yet. They also mention how to properly extinguish a campfire and what tools you should always have on hand. Uh, the fourth item is what to keep in mind when mowing the lawn and using equipment outdoors as we enter warmer season weather. And the last item says how to properly attach and check tow chains. Hmm. Okay. Well, um, only you can prevent wildfires. All right. Let's see here. Is there anything else in this? I think that's probably good for that report. Um, let's see here. I doubt any of you have heard about this, but there's going to be a coronation this weekend. Oh, you have a strange look on your face, Don. I haven't heard of this. At least I don't think I have. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
King Charles. Oh, yeah. Okay, now I have heard of this. Okay. (laughs) King Charles III will be crowned as the UK's new monarch. This happens tomorrow. Um, Time differences on the clock, you know, different time zones and so on. I think um, the peak of it is around 7 a.m. tomorrow morning, our time. And uh, this is the first coronation ceremony to take place in nearly 17 years, 70, 70 years, and marking the 40th coronation since the year 1066. Charles and Queen Camilla will travel 1.3 miles from Buckingham Palace to Westminster Abbey in the Diamond Jubilee State Coach and return to Buckingham Palace in that same Gold State Coach. Or no, this is a different coach. I see, okay. And this particular coach has, um, this is a horse-drawn four-wheel wagon with, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. They say that the Gold State coach, which is what they'll return to the palace in, has been used in every coronation since 1831. During the service, which will be conducted by the Archbishop of Canterbury, the king will be anointed with oil and receive the traditional symbols of the orb and scepter before being crowned with the 360-year-old St. Edward's crown. It is made of 22-karat gold and 444 precious and semi-precious stones weighing nearly 5 pounds. Camilla will be crowned with Queen Mary's crown and hold an ivory, um, let's see, is it scepter or scepter? S-C-E-P-T-E-R. I'm not certain of that, folks, but one of those is correct. More than 2,000 guests will be in attendance at this ceremony, including Princess William and Harry, the U.S. First Lady, Jill Biden, French President Emmanuel Macron, a whole bunch of charity representatives, and more. And um, I know this morning, uh, the various TV channel uh, news network programs, they had representatives, of course, over there, um, ready for tomorrow. Let's see here. Okay, here's a head, uh, uh, just one word headline, if you will, sedition conviction. Let's see, four members of the alt-right Proud Boys group, including its former leader, Enrique Tario, might be Terrio, were convicted of seditious conspiracy yesterday for their role in the January 6th storming of the U.S. Capitol following the 2020 presidential election. The case was the second sedition trial in the past year, 
and followed a guilty verdict for Oath Keepers leader Stuart Rhodes last year on similar charges. More than 1,000 people have been arrested in connection with the events of January 6, 2021, with the majority facing lower-level charges, such as entering a restricted federal building. Prosecutors, prosecutors argued that Tario and the Proud Boys planned in advance to encourage the larger crowd to force their way into the Capitol with the specific goal of disrupting the certification of the election. Tario himself was not present January 6th, having been arrested two days before by Washington, D.C. police on an outstanding warrant. The charges carry a maximum penalty of up to 20 years in prison, and sentencing uh, now is expected in the coming months. You see, Ed Sheeran has been in the news. Um, he's a British singer. And he had been accused of infringing on copyrights music, right? Well, it turns out that he prevailed in a lawsuit alleging copyright infringement. And the jury decided that yesterday. His song, Thinking Out Loud, did not steal from rhythm and blues artist Marvin Gaye's 1973 hit, Let's Get It On. Now, there were a couple places I thought were quite similar, uh, having listened to both. But, um, and yet there were parts that were much different. In any case, Sheeran's 2014 hit song um, hit number one on the, Uni the United Kingdom charts and number two here at Billboard in the U.S. of the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. What was at issue was a chord progression in Sheeran's song that Heirs to the estate of Ed Townsend, who wrote Let's Get It On with Marvin Gaye, uh, argued were similar enough to have essentially been lifted from the hit. Sheeran's defense argued the lawsuit was effectively attempting to monopolize a series of chords that have been widely used in various musical uh, genres, including before Gaye's hit song five decades ago. Well, the case came amid an increase in musical copyright lawsuits in recent years. And, um, yeah, that's recent in, um, I don't know, the last five or six years. Um, copyright infringement has uh, peaked, I'm going to say. And um, we'll see what the future holds down the road. Let's see here. What else do we have? Let's see. In Vegas, Las Vegas, uh, Forte, F-O-R-T-E. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but that's the name of a horse 
in tomorrow's 149th Kentucky Derby, which of course takes place down in Churchill Downs. And um, Forte, if that's what it is, is the favorite uh, in the betting circles. Oh, I didn't know this. Four horses have died in the last week after racing at Churchill Downs. Wow, that's weird. Huh. Okay. I, you know, people practice on that track. Uh, it's used uh, nearly year-round for various events. But they say four horses have died in the last week after racing at Churchill Downs. That's scary. Well, I heard that... If, I actually just heard about this about an hour before we uh, came on the air. Yeah. And uh, I think they said two of them had to be put down for uh, injuries. They sustained while practicing racing. I see. So the other two, I don't... I forget exactly what they said, but but two of them did have to get put down for injuries. Let's see here. Okay, I guess that's not a real important story. This next one I just came across. Oh, the NFL. Um, it is under investigation, both in the state of New York and California. Um, attorneys general in each of those states um, are concerned of allegations under, uh, rather, of allegations of gender discrimination and harassment. Um, yeah, that's a head-scratcher. In science and technology, the White House has announced a $140 million dollars to establish seven new AI research centers. AI, once again, artificial intelligence. These centers to meet with industry leaders on potential policy guidelines. In another story, Microsoft opens its chat GPT-based Bing search engine for public use. But those two stories kind of related. Let's see here. Okay, this is weird. Um, in a, another story, engineers have developed a wearable 3D printer printed sensor that collects sweat, opens path to real-time monitoring of various health indicators, including dehydration, blood sugar levels, and more. Um, okay, now, you know when you're on various websites, all of a sudden an ad will pop up. And I saw this yesterday. And they've developed this, first of all, I think 3D printers are amazing. And they now have them big, of course, and they have them small as well. 
But uh, this thing was created by one of those 3D things, hmm. printers, and it's small. It's a sensor. And it will read conditions of your body as you're wearing it. <laughs> oh. um, let's see here. Um, recently, scientists um, have recreated byproducts from a previously unknown bacteria thought to have been present on Earth during the Stone Age. <laughs> and uh, a lot of research going into that. Let's see, um, U.S. stock markets closed yesterday at 0.7%. That means uh, less than 1% down. NASDAQ, a half percent, a half of 1% down. And... Um, Regional banking falls 5%. Yeah, there's a lot of concern about uh, the banks after the failure out there in California and so on. But I really think they've taken a number of positive steps to, you know, and the fact that J.P. Morgan Chase basically bought up that failed bank, and now it's part of the Chase organization. All right. Well, let's see here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Russia has accused the U.S. of helping the Ukraine coordinate failed drone strike on the Kremlin. White House denies the charges. And analysts are saying they believe that Russia likely staged the attack to present a public image that was false. Interesting. Let's see, down in North Carolina, lawmakers have passed a 12-week abortion ban. However, the governor, who is a Democrat, his name Roy Cooper, is expected to veto the bill. And um, now, the thing is, in North Carolina, um, the state's um, legislature, there we go, that's the right word, uh, recently became Republican-controlled. So there's the potential here for a veto that could come down the road, vetoing Governor Cooper's, um, well, um, overriding, I should say, the governor's veto. We'll just have to see how things unfold. Over in Serbia... Belgrade, the capital, uh, we got word of at least eight people were killed and ten others wounded in an attack near the capital city. 
and that's the second um, over in Serbia. That's the country's second mass shooting in two days. Difficult. All right. Well, let's see here. Cinco de Mayo, right? Mm -hmm. Today. Yes. Um, do you have any plans for that? Nope. <laughs> do you like Mexican food? It's all right. It depends on the uh, restaurant, yeah. you know? Uh, but isn't that true of any food type? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I am looking forward to uh, celebrating it to some degree this evening. All right. Um, there's a general topic here that mobile data reveal which U.S. downtowns are thriving. You know, a number of significant cities, by significant I mean populated cities, are getting by pretty good. Uh, things are coming back to life since COVID. And there was a time when I really wondered if they would. But um, that's happening. Um, I guess the NBA has been using some drone cameras um, this past season in, of course, basketball arenas. <laughs> And um, um, the general reaction from the crowd uh, has been just so-so. I, I, for some reason or other, the TV coverage and those drone shots. Um, now, you know, even in college basketball, there are these cameras that have a cross runner of cables uh, yeah. uh, suspended and they can adjust around but it seems that it's the drones that people are particularly focused on they don't like them uh, I don't I do, and I think they're really talking about the people at the stadium rather than those that are watching the TV telecast yeah I just thought it was an interesting point that someone has um, said that. Okay, let's see here. Well, I've never thought this. Here's a statement. It says, why peanut butter is considered a liquid. Um, what's that story about? Well, I don't have it in front of me, so I don't know. Um, let's see. I guess there's a video that a lot of people have watched of an elephant seal taking a nap in an oceanside park. <laughs> I guess that video has just been... Um, it's on the net somewhere. <laughs> but just people have been just heavily taking it in. Um, we had a massive bee swarm that delayed a Delta Airlines flight. Um, I really hadn't heard about this, 
but it's uh, one of my notes here. All right. Oh, remember, there's been a story about a missing bridge that uh, historically they they didn't know where it was, they, and they, I think they they call it the Mona Lisa Bridge. So it's obviously overseas. It has now been located <laughs> using underwater cameras and so on. All right. Well, let's put this one away. It's 9.46 now. By the way, 52 degrees outside our Columbus uh, Road Studios. And I think I already mentioned it's headed for uh, 73 today. Tomorrow, 79. Both today and tomorrow, sunny. Um, golly, looking ahead, Monday, 80 degrees. But we could have some thunderstorms. In fact, all next week, uh, looks like it's going to be really pleasant in terms of temperatures. There's a story out of Ohio. It says, in Ohio, recruiters help older kids in foster care find their forever family. Statistically, in 2022, more than 200,000 children nationwide entered the U.S. foster care system. Most were over the age of six. Dave Thomas, who I went to school with up in Worthington. Dave Thomas is uh, the founder of um, the Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption. He's also the founder of Wendy's. And uh, the first Wendy's restaurant was there on East Broad Street, just about three blocks from the Capitol, State Capitol building. Did not know that. And WCOL, it's still there. And it's still, um, well, last time I was in that neighborhood, it was still a Wendy's. But um, it was um, about a half a block from WCOL's offices and studios, which I ran back in the... Uh, well, I guess it was the late 60s, early 70s. But Dave Thomas, anyway, Foundation for Adoption. He, um, I believe he himself was adopted. So was I. Anyway, going on. Um, there's a story out there that um, uh, there's an increased effort to uh, take that foundation to be even more successful in promoting adoptions. And uh, that uh, organization uh, certainly affects Ohio, but it's also nationwide. Let's see. New York bans natural gas and fossil fuels in new buildings. Vermont, the first to move, I'm sorry, the first to remove the residency requirement for medical aid in dying. And uh, families rise amid OSHA funding cuts. Lots of interesting teasers there. You can look into each of those if any one of them 
Um, any one of those uh, catch your attention. But um, about this Dave, Th Dave Thomas Foundation, um, I believe there's a local branch of that too. And um, if that um, hits a soft spot for you or an interest area, reach out and um, get involved. Says, let's see here. Ohio adoption recruiters are helping older kids transition out of foster care and begin life with the right family. Hmm. Um, I'm trying to pick out some important sense, um, sentences. Yeah, well, okay. Well, there's certainly more to be read. You can Google it if you like. It's uh, 9.50, almost 9.51. Um, New York Times this morning is attempting to explain the background of the military conflict in the Sudan. Um we gave you a little headline of that earlier in the show today. Um, most of the fighting, uh, well, while it used to be just could be any place in the country, now it's really been centered in Khartoum, which is, uh, I believe, the capital, right? Um, and then Darfur, D-A-R-F-U-R. So um, it, it's, it's concerning. Um, so far, um, the clashes between the two opposing units um, that have a very long-standing rivalry have already caused a widespread suffering and misery in the nation, which has 50, I'm sorry, 46 million population. They say 500 people have died and 5,000 injured as a result of the fighting so far. But they go on to say those figures are probably gross underestimates. They go on to say over 100,000 Sudanese have fled to neighboring countries, several of which are grappling with their own conflicts. Well, the longer the violence drags on, experts warn the greater risk is that it will draw other countries into a wider war that could destabilize the entire region. New York Times, if you'd like to know more. Oh, here there's sort of a background um, story on each of the two generals, the opposing generals. Um, let's see, more on the Proud Boys, which we covered earlier in the show. Um, oh, 
President Biden is planning to appoint General Charles Brown, the Air Force Chief of Staff, as the nation's top military officer. Uh, let's see. Serbia. Eight people were killed there in the country's second mass shooting in two days. I guess I did that earlier, didn't I? Now that I think about it. Um, you know, there was an earthquake over in Turkey, and there's been a great deal of criticism on how many buildings collapsed. And now they are saying that some of the building regulations were not enforced over the years, and consequently, that's why they had so many fail. So um, they're concerned about that. Um, Let's see here. Oh, in New Jersey, there's a weird thing that happened. Somebody dumped hundreds of pounds of pasta in the woods. I heard about. Th- I heard about this. <laughs> what? I mean, that's all I've got. What did they say? <laughs> anything it. more about it? Not that I read. I just saw it, and people, and they just said people were really confused by it. And then I was like, I probably would be too. That's just weird. <laughs> Why would you do that? I mean, had it passed its date of um, expiration date? You know what I mean? Wanted to feed the animals in the forest, I guess. <laughs> well, but I mean, was it cooked pasta or? I don't that now. That I don't know. I think it was cooked, actually. I don't Maybe. know either. All right. Let's see. NBA playoffs, the Warriors beat the Lakers. So they're now one and one, right? Each have won one game. Um, Milwaukee Bucks fired their coach, Mike Budenholzer. Uh, after a first-round collapse in this year's playoffs. Connor Bedard. Bedard? What is it? He's 17 years of old, 17 years of age. There we go. And I guess uh, they say here he will find out next week who gets to pick him at number one in the National Hockey League draft. Wow. Wow. My granddaughter, Sedona, is catching some attention in women's hockey. Or, you know, she's, what is she, 14? I'm ashamed that I'm not absolutely certain, but Sedona is, travels all over the East Coast to be in these special tournaments and is highly recognized. Okay, let's see here. Oh, Alabama baseball coach Brad Bohannon was fired. And um, why? 
evidently he was involved in some sort of illicit betting activity. Nine fifty, uh, almost nine fifty-eight now. Uh, once again, the temperature fifty-two now outside, headed for seventy-three, and it's going to be a very sunny day. Um, our low tonight, though, they will still be forty-one. Um, kind of chilly evening still. Um, Yeah, I guess that's good enough there. We only have a minute or so. Oh, the Justice Department is intensifying their efforts to determine if former President Trump hid documents. Um, well, I guess they're even interviewing someone from Mar-a-Lago, which is... Uh, Trump's vacation home, I think you would say, <laughs> uh, down in Florida. And um, so they had gone to that place and confiscated some of the materials and then elsewhere for others. But anyway, um, yeah. Well, here's another article about the Turkey construction codes. Um, Turkey, the country. And, um, of course, much, much more about the coronation tomorrow morning and King Charles. And um, I think I will get up early and catch much of that. And I'm sure they'll replay it as the day goes on, the networks. Well, we are out of time, folks. We appreciate you listening. Uh, if everything goes right, our telephones, you know, for years we've had you folks involved with the show. We're going to try to have that running on Monday. In our 73rd serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.3 FM.